0: Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Richie show with myself, Terry Blackburn. So today's guest is a guy called Sam Ibgi. He's got a really interesting story, I feel. Um, I've done a bit of research on the guy. Um, it's a, quite a fascinating story from what, what I know. Um, to give you an idea, he's went from growing up in a quite a rough part of London, I understand, being homeless, um, to now running a business that operates in six countries, He has luxury apartments in places like London, Ibiza, Italy, Cannes and Krakow. He offers a sort of bespoke experience to his guests, uh, things like a concierge service, private jet bookings, yacht hire, things like this. And he's done a lot of this um, from nothing um, and built a lot of it quite interestingly on social media using influencers, which I'd like to talk about. He's done an article written about him in Forbes. So I think it's fair to say he's, he's achieving a lot uh, and it'll be an interesting podcast. So
1: um, welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for the, uh, for the introduction. Um, no problem. Sure. No
0: problem. No yeah, problem. I've, uh, I've, I've, I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. It's been an
1: interesting road to say the least. So <laughs> uh, um, yeah, please. Let's, let's please. do it fantastic so thanks
0: sam so what we like to do on the show sam is we like to look at your life so far and sort of break it down into three parts and we'll talk about each part and we'll hopefully extract some uh, lessons and some learnings from each part so the parts would be the the first part will be your upbringing and how you got into business the middle part would be the exciting part the growth part and how it's got to where it is now and then the current would be what your attention is on right now and what you're looking at going forward so could you maybe first of all tell us about that start part of your of your sort of journey in life some about
1: your upbringing and how you sort of got into business please sure um i mean my upbringing was a very very simple upbringing um like you said not the best part of london it's um tottenham north london south tottenham hackney area um and yeah you know we, we didn't have any money or anything like this we lived off benefits etc but you know Caring family, loving mum. Um, but um, you know, way back then, dyslexia, ADHD, none of these things were really recognized. And um, I've got pretty bad dyslexic and dyslexia and pretty bad ADHD. And put the two together, you're kind of just barred as wild and lazy because you can't read and write and you can't sit still. So we don't really know what to do with you. Um, and that being the case, and obviously from where I was in the kind of school I went to, which didn't have much hope, it was, you know, you're gonna do nothing and achieve nothing um that's what you're being told anyway um so that kind of pushed me completely in the wrong direction hanging with the wrong crowd of people the wrong friends um which got pretty bad and pretty rough and like you said left me at 14 years old um living on the streets which was a place I knew I never wanted to be, um, but I was, and that was the the scenario I was in. Um, So I, yeah, I I had to get a job. The only job I could find was uh, cleaning the building sites. And actually, you know, I remember my first day on the building sites and the um, foreman just said to me, great. I mean, you know, I was 14, 15 years old, something like this. And he said, great, clean that room. We need it ready for plastering. And I thought, great. Went in there and I, scraped every single little thing off the floor i clean that place so well you could you could eat off that floor it was, <laughs> it was spotless and i just remember him coming in and he just stood there and froze and i looked at him and he went you just clean this and i said yeah he goes that only took you two hours i said is that a problem they need to be done quicker he's like i've never seen a building site this clean ever hours, <laughs> and that Instant for 14 years being told I'm never going to make anything of myself. I'm going to be nothing because I can't read and I can't write and I'm wild and I'm with the wrong people. Constantly being told that to suddenly someone just going, How on earth did you do that? And knowing no one can take that away from me because that was me.
0: Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't
1: cheat an exam. I couldn't get someone else to write it for me. I was just given a broom, told clean. And I did, and I did it so well. And that gave me that instant satisfaction and the instant knowledge that, okay, I can do something. There's 100% something I can do. If it's just cleaning, I don't care, but I can do it. Um, and that was my first insight into the building sites. And then I, you know, sort right, well, now I've got cleaning down to a T. after a couple of months, six months, I want to learn how to decorate and plaster and plum. And, you know, it took me about four years, four five years yeah about 18 19 years old did I kind of had a grasp on every trade within the building site whether I was good at every one of them is a different question you know there was obviously something yeah that I, uh, I had an understanding how to do it but not necessarily I was the best at it but you know I knew what I was doing and I could see when something was right and wrong and I knew I had a knack for it and you know I can look at something and You know, I I had a very good understanding for construction, building work and how things should be done. And if I couldn't do it, I knew how to find the best person to do it because I understood the trade. Um, And 18 years old, yeah, 18 years old, I started my own construction company. Um, I say started an own construction company. I was going to wicks on a bus and picking up plasterboards and bucket of paints to fix people's kitchen ceilings. And, you know, but you got to start somewhere. Um, and after six months, I convinced someone to give me their job to do their entire house, a full top to bottom refurb, back to the brick, everything else, start again. And I thought, right, this is it. You can't mess this up. You, you don't get chances like this. You, I, couldn't, I couldn't even put a quote together. I had to just tell them this is what it's going to cost and just watch. I'll do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I said, pay me me in arrears. I saved enough money. I said, pay me in arrears. So you don't even, you're not even laying out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I will pay me monthly and I will, I will give you, I will tell you what I'm going to do that month. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did and I did it and I worked and I was there every single day from helping the laborers fill up, take out insulation, the old, why are you know the stuff the insulation in the heat that gets stuck to you and stuck to everything <laughs> because you're emptying a loft and oh my god you know and I thought it doesn't matter I don't care it doesn't I'm you know I've got my own place I've got massive team behind me now I've some contracted everyone I had a few guys on the payroll um I'm doing this this is this is it now this is it's taking me four years to get here I am where I am let's just do this and I worked with every single tradesman and I was on site. It took us about um, a year to do the whole job from start to finish with the plasters, plumbing, everything from start to finish. And yeah, I finished the job and I said, listen, just make sure there was no banners outside to the company name. There was no website. There was none of this stuff. You're talking 2008, 2007, 2007, 2008. And I said, just tell all your friends. I'm going to give you the best job. You just tell all your friends. In fact, I will show you, I'm not even making money off you genuinely was not making any money. Uh I said, you'll give me an opportunity that no one has. So let me just, let's just do the best. So did that. She told her friend, they told their friends. And next thing, you know, I'm running a huge construction company, 150 people, um, six, seven houses on the go. None of them, my own, just doing work for everyone else, making nice margins, nice profits of everything um and then i was ready to buy my first property and lo and behold the recession happened boom the market dropped as everyone knows absolutely plummeted yeah. but thankfully i didn't have yet and i was like oh wow well that just happened um but i i i knew that my sweet spot is probates you know in the cheaper areas of london again you know we're not talking Kensington that's come many years later we're talking you know, 280,000 for three up, two down in you know Zone Five, Burnt Oak, Edgeware area. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Got it. Got managed to buy my first property. um So,
0: so, so just just to just to jump in there, Sam. So when you so you're doing your construction stuff from fourteen to eighteen, set your company up when was it when you bought your first property how old were you at that
1: point um 19 going on 20 it was was kind of after the recession it was literally two three months after the recession i mean the construction thing just escalated super fast you know really and i started making a lot of money very quickly um five six big projects on the go at a time not laying out obviously you know getting people to pay me quarterly in advance as construction works um so i had a lot of cash flow um (laughs) <laughs> and what and what was your what was your initial strategy with the properties
0: was it by let lets was it oh no was
1: getting was get, get out as quickly as possible so i actually that's why i went for probates because probates there's no one living in it the family don't have that kind of money it's all being left to them they haven't been in there they're 60 70 years old no one's no one's touched it for you know 50 60 years plus so they're cheap they're on good street the right area I know they're already 30% below market value. If I can get them another 20% below by saying, listen, take 10% cash. Here you go. I'll give my solicitors to release it to your solicitors. Have the money. It's done. Okay. Regardless, I'm exchanging today. I've got eight weeks to complete. But the day I exchange, my guys get in there and we start ripping the place out. If I get this, to a completion stage before I complete, i.e., I'm due to complete in eight weeks, but I can get someone to buy it off me, take my contract in six weeks for whatever money I put on top. That's not your problem. If I don't make it, you still get paid regardless because I've exchanged.
0: Yeah.
1: And in the meantime, here's mm-hmm. your 10%, use it, do what you like. Wow. Oh,
0: okay um and what was your
1: typical margin on something on a, on a typical deal like that uh, between 50 i'd say between 60 yeah between 60 and probably about maximum was 120 i was making and that was you know probably i can count a handful but you know i'd say the average was probably yeah, the average probably 75 80 000, um and i did this i did my first property and flipped it within six weeks and i went jesus christ <laughs> it' a year to make that kind of net profit in my pocket and I've just done 70 in six weeks. I went, nah, this is it. That's it. I'm not doing work for anyone else anymore. We do my work. And in the first 18 months, I flipped 21 properties. Wow.
0: 21 properties, 18 months. That's quite impressive. And is this, is this all London, all sort of round yeah, where yeah. You, you
1: live? It was all actually Edgeware, Turk area. So that's zone five all the way out. It's just greater London. So, you know... You're selling to your everyday person, and my trick, my, my trick was because they're my builders, my contractors, my they're on my payroll, so there's no one in between. I'm not paying a contractor his middle money, and I was buying it so below, and I always guaranteed the property relationships. As I found is always be is always what it's going to make you successful in anything you do, keeping the relationships. Yes. So I would say to the agents, listen, you get me that property at the right price. Whatever I negotiated now, so if I've negotiated the price now of 20000 and you're worried about losing your fee on that $20,000, i will pay that fee. Because 1% would... All right, I'll pay it. But what I'm also going to do is I'm going to give you the property back to sell. Guarantee. So you'll get fees on both sides.
0: Love that.
1: Love once, that. that once people started hearing that, I mean, I had every single agent every day. Well, yeah. On the phone, I was... It was just go, 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 go. There was no, there was, there was no time to rest. 18, 20 hour days, you know, it was yeah, it was it was full on. Fair play. Fair play.
0: I think that's even that just short part of your story. I you know there's loads to come, but that in itself, you know, that there might be some people out there who are listening to this and they maybe don't have much money or they don't know where to start, or you know, they don't know what to do. You know, that, that's a great real life story there that. Going from nothing to, to that is in that short space of time is really impressive um but you've got to put the work in I think you mentioned <laughs> that 18 20 hour exactly. days.
1: you got it you', you got, know, got, oh my god I mean within that time frame I mean Jenny says I don't think I had a holiday from being with the family at seven eight years old maybe going Bournemouth or something like that I don't think I had another holiday until I was I think, 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. Just nonstop. Which, yeah, I didn't even. I mean, the thought of a holiday, I, I didn't think my brain could compute that at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have you got to think about that. You, know, you, you just, <laughs> you're head deep, you're in, you're, you're, you know, it's you eat, breathe, sleep it, you know. People always, you know, I think the biggest mistake, I think the biggest thing that people always say is they're like, oh, but you had this and you had that. would you, What did I have? What did I have differently? You know what I had differently? I had that pure drive, ambition, and determination that no one was going to tell me otherwise. I know what I can do. You know what you can do. You put 20 hours in instead of your eight hours a day, I guarantee you, you'll get it done in three to five years. You put your eight hours a day in, you're never going to get there because you're always going to fall behind. That's simple math. You do not have to be a genius to work that out. So it's a, it's a compound effect, isn't it?
0: By putting the, the extra hours in, getting up earlier, doing all these things, doing what your competition aren't prepared
1: to do or want to. Um, they, they like to look at pictures of people doing it and say, oh, I wish I had that, but that's as far as they go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. That's, that's literally it. That's what, you know, we've given this platform of Instagram and social and whatever it is, and there's so much good that comes out of it. But unfortunately, there's also a lot of, you know, people just tapping on pictures and sitting there for hours and then going oh if only get up do something about it and you'd have it
0: this i think the, i think the problem is they see the success now but what they don't see is the eighteen to 20 years. hour days for years and years and years and not taking yeah. holidays they don't see that do they? no um, they don't want you
1: though because that that's well that's hard work yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. i mean that's hard work people look at me and they're like oh yeah but you must have why why must I have had help? Why, I've never take a, taken a bank loan. You know that?
0: Oh, well, fair play.
1: Look at Company House. Not one of my companies have a bank loan against it. Not one. That's it. And I've got six companies in five, six countries. Not one of them have a bank loan.
0: No, no mortgages at all?
1: No. So don't tell me I must have. <laughs> yeah. There you you want to say I must have so it makes you feel better about yourself. That's fine. Crack on.
0: Love that. Just going back one one step, just before going to sort of the middle part and the growth part, I I know you mentioned that you had this drive and ambition and sort of to to do something. Do you think that came because you had the sort of adversity growing up or the dyslexia and the ADHD and things, do you think, and being told that you couldn't do anything? Was that sort of part of that drive that you're having? I don't
1: know. I, I don't know. You know, I've been asked that a few times and the truth is, I don't know. I, I don't remember a time of not having it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I never, you know, I was, I was, you know, I, I I've, you know, whatever I went through and whatever, you know, mm. things that have happened to me, et cetera. Um, I don't ever remember a time not having that in a fire, in a build, in a, oh, stop telling me, you know, I've always been like, if someone said to me, there's no way you're going to, you know, that's why I got into so much trouble when I was younger as well. Like there's no way you can nick that car. You can't get over that wall. (laughs) It was like, like they knew that I was going to do it. And three times over as well. Mm. And I knew that they knew that, but I couldn't stop it. Yeah. It's just in me. And don't get me wrong, have I had times where I sit there and I'm like, oh, why? Just, <laughs> just <laughs> why can't I just stop? Why can't I just, why doesn't this just turn off? Like, it's given me so much success, but oh, my God, it's like sometimes you just want to be able to sit there and just read a book in the sun, <laughs> I don't know, go do something like normal people do. Normal, yeah. You know, play cards and I don't know. Like I don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's also a challenge. It's also what I'm saying is that, you know, for people to go, oh, well, you know, you've always had this push. Yeah, but it's also it's also been, you know, don't get me wrong, for every successful company I have now, believe me, there's three or four, five failed companies for each successful one I have you know yeah. because i cannot stop so and sometimes that's you know i've had to learn over the years you know which we'll get to that just slow down a minute you have, a, you have wonderful advisors around you for a reason take their advice
0: yeah yeah I think that's a re- really good point as well and i think some people will be able to relate to that you know sometimes you're in the you're chasing dreams and you're chasing goals and you sometimes don't take a step back and reflect because you you're
1: on that treadmill and you can't get off almost isn't it and i think very it's a very very fine balance it's a very slippery Mm -hmm. road it's really easy (sighs) to just lose sight of what you're actually there for and what's important yeah what's important what's not important and you know if there was ever advice i can give to someone is just Stop looking at someone else and saying, I want that. Oh, I want that. Because that's never going to end. Yeah? You're never going to see, you're never going to find enough. You're always going to see someone else's car, someone else's watch, plane, jet, house, whatever it is that gets you going. That's not... To aspire to have something is one thing. But to be successful you've got to know what you want. What's gonna make you happy? Find that thing, whether that's having a house mortgage free, whether that's having a job that pays you enough money so you know your mortgage is paid, your car's paid, you can go on a nice holiday and enjoy time with friends, whether you want that mansion, the jet, the yacht, building an empire with generational wealth, whatever it is, just find what you want and then figure out how you can make enough money to get that love that love that that's it's a really, it's a really a powerful message but it's a really simple structure when you start looking at what someone else has you take your eye off what you need and what you want do not worry about what they have you don't know how they got that you don't even know if it's real or not you have no idea do not concentrate on what someone else has. You like the look of a picture because you're like, I'm going to have that one day. Great. But concentrate on what it's going to take to get you there. Do the math. I need to earn X amounts of money to get this. How do I get that money? Right. I'm going to work three or four jobs. That's what I did. I used to work three jobs on a go from six in the morning till 2am. Yeah. So just, and again, you don't have to feel, don't feel like you need to aspire to take over the world. Mm. Like that might not make you happy. Having everything might not make you happy. It could be you just want a house where you can pay your mortgage, you can put your kids through the school you want and you can have a nice car and go on your two holidays.
0: Great.
1: Don't underestimate that. Just figure out how to do it.
0: Yeah. Love that. Again, that's a, that's a really powerful message, I think. That a lot of people will be able to relate to and don't compare, and, you know, not comparing yourself against so others and finding exactly. what, what you want is, is a really important thing. And a lot of people that feel still don't do that. So I think that's a really, a really strong, powerful message. Sam, thank you for that. Um, so let, let's talk about so we went from cleaning to running a construction firm, flipping houses in volume with decent profit margins. What does the business look like right now? And then we'll sort of talk about how it's got there. So I've done some research on on, on you, but I think it'll be better coming from you. So what does the business look like now? All these swanky apartments
1: and things, what does it look like? Yeah, now? so I mean, we've got, so as, as I've, you know, as time's gone on and, and things have grown, we've obviously, there's now different companies. So mm-hmm. there's a group company, which is Lux Property Group, and that houses everything to do under the property so from construction development off market investments buy to lets um you know building we we've, we've just finished completed building a ski resort in poland that we literally wow. built to build and sell and we did very well um to buying Freehold buildings in Krakow, 18 apartments, three offices, a restaurant that's a buy to let, that's its own. Um, to London buy to lets, whether it's student accommodation, whether it's high end apartments in Kensington, South Kent, whatever it is. Um, and that's all. So we have a group company, and under the group company, there's a management company. So we only manage our own stock and our own freeholds. So we, we will not manage for other individuals and mm-hmm. companies. Um, and, you know, like I always said, and it's always been rule of thumb, you buy something from a local agent, give it back to them to rent it. So we'll allow them to rent it. But then we manage it all in house where we will deal with the daily maintenance and we will deal with electric certificates all you know, the boring stuff that you need to take care of or, you know, it all falls down um, to, you know, adv- you know, it, it, got, it got to a stage where, you know, I was performing and performing. So you get offered so many properties and you cannot perform on all it's just physically not possible regardless whether you have enough money to do it you just don't have the time so one's going to get you either you don't have the money or you don't have the time put the two together and you know what do you do with all of that so here I am sitting with all this stock that I just cannot perform on either I didn't have the cash at the time or I didn't have the time so we then set up a department as um, an off-market investments where I had a couple of friends and individuals that I knew very well through the property industry, through, you know, networking events, which are very important. I'd say, listen, I've been offered a property. I know no one else has the mandate on it because it's given to me. I'll give it to you for 1%. And when you're talking big numbers and all these 1% add up, suddenly you're like, well, actually I can buy a few more properties with that now. Um, And so, you know, so the group company oversees the whole property empire and it is to constantly buy hold rent very rare that we sell um off the back of that we then also have buckingham and lloyd's which is actually its own company in its own it's, it's nothing to do with the other ones um buckingham and lloyd's was literally set up as a service apartment company five years ago in 2016 which to be fair at the time I knew nothing about the industry. I had no idea what a service apartment meant. It was just not what I did. Someone came to me and said, you've got properties in great areas and great locations. Why are you renting them out on ASTs, on normal longlets? Why don't you put them on service apartments? You're making an extra 20% more. And I thought, hey, listen, if someone's was telling me I'm going to make 20% more, I've got to give this a go because that you don't. You, that's no, there's no such thing. When can you ever make 20% more on your product? Like a property will only do once you've hit a max, you've hit a max, you may get a one, three percent, five percent increase year on year. That's it. So when someone comes to you and says you're going to make 20% more, well, you look at the opportunity. Um, we looked at it, we curated it, we found where the problems were with what we were doing. We found what the market actually wanted. We listened to our clients. We listened to our guests. We really curated a model. I, from my years of traveling, saw what I wanted and didn't want um, until I think it was 2018, where we really brought it in-house and we realized we've got a brand on our hands and we've got amazing properties in the best locations. You know, Let's really give the industry something that is missing. And to me, I've never been a fan of the of the one percent. Um, I think if you're going to have a great luxury product, you should always try to appeal to the forty percent. Um, the one percent to me, they're just they're just looking for the next shiny thing. There's not really any, any loyalty there. It's very hard to find loyalty because they just want the next new 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 now now now. Um, yeah. the forty percent who are hardworking, they're working for themselves, they're an investment banker, whatever it is, they're trading, they're on Bitcoin, they've got um, Amazon businesses, whatever it is, you know? Um, I thought, let me take the best product in the best area and what I want to create, I want to create the hallmarks of a hotel with the comfort of a home. And what does that mean? That means giving someone a two-bedroom apartment for 800 square feet, that's our entry level, giving front of house reception, 25-hour concierge, Daily made turndown service, linen change, towels, molten brown toiletries, and espresso coffee capsules. And that's a standard with a fully fitted out apartment with everything you could need with a separate lounge. So you can bring your friends home. You can cook a dinner, but you can stay one night. You can stay a week. You can stay a month, whatever you want It's up to you. And it's a nightly rate. And my entry level price for my two bed, two bath, 800 square foot, as a five-star luxury apart hotel is the same price as a room which is 200 square feet in the hotel four doors down so you can either get a room for the same price as a two bed two bath separate lounge separate kitchen apartment and that caught on like wildfire because people are like We've literally got everything they have, and we'll do everything from you just take your apartment. Don't get me wrong. Some of them, yes, they go for two, three thousand, five thousand a night, but we're talking entry level because every hotel is going to have, you know, in central London, your five stars will have your ten grand suite, but they'll also have your two hundred and fifty pound a night room. So just look at the entry level, and yes, you can either come to us and just take the apartment. You get all your amenities included, your housekeeping is included. It's all done for you. Concierge and reception is there. You wanna go above and beyond? Yes, we'll do your dry cleaning, your nanny, have a supercar waiting outside, chef cooking you breakfast in the morning, helicopter trips around London, jet to Ibiza. luxury. we'll do everything for you or nothing. And cater to the 40% because the 40% are the ones who are gonna be loyal. They're gonna come back. They're gonna tell you their friends. They're gonna stay for a while they're going to invest in the people that invest in them. Not that. We've got that great, yeah, an, an extremely um an extremely luxury brand off that where we've we've never gone, you know, out of that. And from that, we've, you know, with me never, I don't have any business partners in any or shareholders in any of my companies anywhere. Um, so I've always had the ability to allow the internal change to happen as we need it. And yeah, we've managed to go single-use, plastic-free, eco-friendly, sustainable, um, grow a great team who allow me to continue to grow the business whilst they do you know, a lot of hard work in maintaining, which is so important. Um, and that's another thing, you know, another thing that I think as a piece of advice I can give is, as a founder, as a CEO, do not be precious. People don't need to know who you are. Uh-huh. They turn up to your shop, to your product, to your barbershop, to your... Whatever it is, they don't care who you are. They just want the best service and the best product. Sorry. If they're there thinking they need to know who you are because that's what's going to make them come back, you're wrong. Give them everything they need. Get your staff, get your team behind you to make sure that, that customer service, because they're the ones paying your bill, The customer service is number one priority. Mm. Love that. Love that. Once you work that out and you really realize who's important, which is them, not you, okay, it's them, it's the customer, it's the client. And within your team, within your company, within your organization, you must treat everyone the same. You know, there's so many times where I'm sure you've had it when you go to a luxury place and you walk in there and the staff or the tea or the person on that front that kind of looks down at you and you think, Jesus Christ, what have I done? I'm, I'm about to spend on a week here, your month's wages. Why are you looking? Why? Because I'm covered in tattoos. There you Therefore, you have the right <laughs> to look down on me. Like what, Yeah, what, no, what you're, right. you're right. Hold on a minute. What's going on here? Why? Because the top care about the bottom line, which is their pocket, the money. So they put so much stress on the money that they give that to the head of operation, who gives it to the management, who gives it to the sales team. By the time that stress is brought all the way down to that person who's getting paid the least, that is at the front of the house, they don't have a customer service.
0: I, I, I agree with that. I think that's something that's definitely missed. And, you know, I just, you're just making this think about a recent time I went to a lovely restaurant Michelin star and all that beautiful restaurant beautiful beautiful food but the service was horrific yeah. and it just makes me doesn't matter how good that yeah, food is I don't back. want to go back no, Yeah. No. I just
1: don't want to go back and I no. wouldn't no um but, but that's why such- that's because they care about the money and they put that on the team as a founder as a CEO see C- you have a CFO a sales director if you cannot afford that team that's your problem never put that on your staff do not expect the team to carry that burden because then they cannot do their job. Their job is to service that customer. Treat your team with respect. If there's an issue, you speak to them. Do not let it out on your team because it will show, they will have that, that face that no one wants to see when people walk into your establishment and you will not get repeat guests and you'll get bad reviews.
0: I think that that that's right across any business,
1: isn't it? In any, any business, it doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't For matter sure. what it is. For you God. having money problems is not your team's problem.
0: No, that, that's
1: you're spot there, on. Dare to worry about your money issues. Cut the business back. Close it down. Go into something else. Figure it out.
0: It, and it does oh. have this trick. It does have this trickle down effect. You're right oh, from the, right from the very top all, all the way down. If yeah.
1: top are treating the top like, excuse my French, like crap. How do you think that's gonna they're gonna treat the person below them like crap and like crap by the time it gets down to the lowest paid person, which is you know, I also don't agree with that, and we're changing that hopefully within the industry. That that person who actually people don't see the managers, people don't see the sales directors, people don't see the CFO, they see that hostess, host on the door. They're the face of your business, the waiters, the waitresses, the hostesses, the housekeepers, the barbers the shop, it doesn't matter shop assistants they're who people see yeah completely respect
0: couldn't agree more couldn't agree more just want to just going to backtrack a sec because you mentioned um going into service accommodation service departments and there was an uplift from buy to let. Uh, do you still do buy to let, or are you yeah. fully into this sort yeah. of this market now? Or do you...
1: No, 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 no. We we still do buy to let. So, buy to let's as well. Another, another thing that we might do is we might actually buy a building as the group company. Um, I say the universal. We, you know, we'll we'll, we'll buy a building and then we'll actually mm-hmm. sit back to Bucky Lloyds. Mm-hmm. Okay numbers work if it doesn't make sense for Buckingham Lloyd's to lease it because the product that we have is too heavy on operation for that area give it to the local agent and let them rent it mm. cool the reason I
0: was asking is I've I've got quite a few battlelets in the northeast and I've started to do the service accommodation recently I've got a small little boutique hotel and it, it's oh. blew my mind that the, the difference in profit <laughs> so although yeah. you know I'm like yourself I'd still do if, if one. Comes up, but I'm yeah. not really focusing too much on that. No, I'm a no. good base about it would
1: so be a I Again, you know, after 18 years in the property industry from being starting as a cleaner to where I am now, you know, you kind of get a feel for things and you don't, yeah. you can have a broad sort of idea on, you know, with and I'm sure with you as well you know someone shows your property you look at it within five minutes you're like that's just not going to work the numbers just yes. don't add up do you know what I mean like yeah. you can make a pretty quick decision on that so you really don't wait really on the buy to let's so you're like actually I'm buying it for this my stamp is that my refurb is this rentals minus management minus fees okay great I'll take it you can do on the back yeah. of a fag pack do you know what I mean you don't really yeah sit there with an excel spreadsheet um Whereas an operational business like this that takes a lot more time, you know, dedication, advertisement, people, teams, management, spreadsheets, numbers, you know, it it takes. It's an operation. It's an operation. Yeah,
0: business. yeah, it's a proper business. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. um Okay, that, thanks for that, Sam. That's, that's fascinating to see the the growth there. Um, it's obviously came a long ways from the from the cleaning. Um, the, the freshly plastered room it's it certainly came a long way um so i and i did some research on you and i noticed that in one of these articles you mentioned you do a lot with the the social media influencers to sort of promote i think it was buckingham lloyd's if i'm not yeah. mistaken yeah. um so tell us a little bit about that because i think that's certainly a a, a marketing strategy that i only think is going to increase it's not going anywhere i don't feel um yeah. I think, tell us a little bit about that. How did you use um, it well, to- when,
1: As it came around, you know, I was, you know, on Instagram and following a bunch of people and as one does. And this was in 2018. It was actually just before the birth of my first child. My son, my wife and I were looking to go away um, for what's called apparently a, a baby moon. Um, <laughs> well, that's not... <laughs> um, not anyway. very relaxing, then I don't think. <laughs> so, um, I said, "Yeah, great. You know, you know, she's carrying a child. Going to say this thing is not easy, and you know, you want a ten-day holiday before this baby comes. Let's, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's do this. Um, and we're thinking of where to go. And I'm, I'm on Instagram, and I follow this influencer. And this was before, sort of like travel. I know I say before it's only 2018. You know, we're talking about three years, but within in this industry, you can see how fast. You know, there was no. TikTok, Did he, do you know what I mean? Things move so quickly. So wow. travel influencers showing hotels and places and destinations wasn't a thing. It just didn't happen. Um, and I'm following this girl and I'm like, wow, this place, she's there with her boyfriend and this place looks incredible. Blue waters, everything. And she's American. So I'm like, like, oh. so, suddenly she goes, yeah, this is the Algarve. Um, and I'm like, Wait, the gas what? And she had a swipe up. She's like, use my promotion code if you want to book this resort. It's a, you know, they have char- uh, adults only sections of the resort, whatever it is. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Cool. Clicked it. Next thing you know, I have booked the 10 day holiday and I was like, hold on a minute. If I just booked the 10 day holiday by swiping up on her story, because I really loved what she was doing. And to be honest, you didn't even see much of the resort. You just saw everything else, what they were yeah. doing there. I thought... Wait a minute i've got a building in kensington opposite hyde park why don't i get them here yeah. here we go so i literally reached out to about 50 of them right not a single one got back to me and i'm just messaging messaging. eventually one of them got back to me um, actually someone called crystal hefner which is q hefner's last wife Oh, yeah. She said, yeah, I'm coming to London. And she had three and a half million followers. And her whole thing was all around travel and animal and welfare. And I was like, great, LA, three and a half. Million. She literally she goes, yeah, I'm actually coming to London for four days. I'd love to take you up on the offer. The offer was stay in our place. We'll pick you up from the airport, give you the apartment fully serviced, four days, do a swipe up, walkthrough of the apartment, but also show the park and what's around us. She went, yeah, great. Why not? I'd love to work with your brand, I thought. Well, here we go. So she um, she came, she stayed, she put it up and boom, shocker, about 75% of those people that I messaged suddenly messaged back. Oh, I didn't miss <laughs> the message. Um, Thank you so much for your offer. I don't know how I missed this. And I'm like, you didn't miss it. I can see it. <laughs> read two weeks ago. <laughs> so- yes, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we got loads of bookings and people were just from it, people all over the place, you know, we're talking 2018 where travel was booming. People are booking and I'm like, no, this is crazy. And then another influencer actually called Helen Owen and she was the one who, why this all happened, messaged me saying, listen, I'm coming with my boyfriend, would love to stay, thank you for the offer. I'm like, great, stay. She came and it just escalated and then you know you had your few in there that kind of like had a big following and you're like mm, let's see what happens they stayed, nothing happened why because they're nothing to do with it. travel so you mm-hmm. learn that pretty quickly they've got a bunch of 16 year old girls looking to see what lip balm they wear next and you're like yeah they ain't gonna book a staying in a book a couple of grand a week place. so <laughs> yeah. let's not get them back in again um and you kind of just learn and then you know as you're building your brand and as you're building this and you know you, you you kind of understand the kind of people you want to represent what you've built. And it's literally been incredible to the fact that we've had, you know, the food God, which is Jonathan Japan's best friend to, you know, there's people obviously that we cannot talk about because they've come here yeah. see, uh, privacy. But, you know, the rest of the people, they're all on our Instagram and we've had massive travel influences and we did a huge campaign in the end 2000 of 2018 and, you know, revenues went through the roof. And we saw the direct, I think what's really, really hard and something we've been very lucky with is to actually identify the direct, have the tools in the background to identify, right, when something like this happens, let's make sure that it's not coincidence that people just happen to be booking around Christmas time and it happens to be you've got people there. Actually monitor your traffic because that's really important. Um. And it's done done us wonders, you know, and we get huge names. I mean, we just had Jack Morris, who's Do You Travel? He's, you know, came to represent us as a brand ambassador for the company and phenomenal. Did a week in 10 days in London, a week in Ibiza, jets, yachts, the lot. And, yeah, we've had bookings and stays and not just inquiries. People actually booking yachts and jets and apartments. So, but again, you know, it's understanding... Even though they're travel influencer, or if you're in retail or you're selling fans or whatever it is, just look at who is following them. Are their followers relevant to your product and your price range? If the no. answer is yes, give them whatever they need to advertise your product. Because that three, five, seven, ten grand is going to be. Tenfolds than you just sticking an advert up on Instagram and trying to push clicks. Because these are people who follow this person for this reason and want whatever they have. Love that.
0: Love that. I think that's um, I think there's some key lessons in there for people just around marketing in general. I think people definitely buy off the influence of others. That's the whole influencer model. But yeah. making sure that their 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 following is 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 related to yours, um, and they actually they're actually real on the you know the followers. Some people just don't have they've got a, God knows how many followers, but oh, yeah, three three yeah. likes on a post. It's clear that they're not yeah, real yeah. followers.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent.
0: No, I think I think that's spot on. It's I, I was more um from a personal note. Really, I was interested on that, but I definitely think other people can can relate to that. I think the social media, you you can't ignore it. You have to embrace it. It isn't going anywhere. It's only going to become a bigger part of everyone's life with time. Um, love that, Sam. Thank you. Um, so if we look at the here and now then, so obviously you've achieved huge successes in your, in your life already. Um, what is your attention on sort of right now in the future? Where, where do you see yourself going and the companies going?
1: Um, I mean, for me, it's always been about um, giving back as much as as much as we can. Um, so you know it's growing a brand big enough that it can support um, as many local charities. Um, awareness on uh, sustainability, on eco friendly. Um, I think it's it's such an important message. There's so much talk about it, but so little actually being done. Um, so to have a brand that is a household name within the luxury travel. That really focuses its energy on educating schools, young people, individuals on really understanding the detrimental effect on travel and how to do it where it's not having that effect. Um, And it's having a positive effect by setting up, you know, we have a setting up a marine life foundation. So all our jet, all our yachts that we use, we offset it into the marine life itself and doing it ourselves, not just throwing money out of charity that get a certificate written for them, which unfortunately is a yeah. lot of. And yeah. don't get me wrong. There's many charities that do incredible hard work. Um, but for me, it's about really understanding, you know, where the market's going, where the world is going. And we happen to be again, you know, and again, like I was with buying my first property, just when I was in a buying position, the market crashed and, you know timing it happened to be and great i then did very well off that where a lot of people would be scared to do that now covid has happened and suddenly i'm in an industry where boom people don't want to be in hotels again so let's really emphasize and don't get me wrong we've lost a serious amount of money we ended up giving a whole building over to the nhs and saying listen have the building please staff it we don't want your people going into little rooms just Take it, have it. It's, it's a brand new building. We completed literally two weeks before COVID hit last year. And we thought we can sit there and cry or we can just give it away and staff it and make sure everyone's happy. So we did that. And it, the positive effect it had on my team and it had on us all knowing that we can do our bit, which has really driven me to like, right, let's let's really grow this brand nationwide. Mm. So we do something, people look at us and say, we want to do what they're doing. Mm, love yeah.
0: that, love that. I think that's a really, um, that's a really nice thing that you're doing for people. And it, it's, uh, you know, I know quite a few wealthy people do give back, but I still think there's a lot of people who make up money, the wealthy or as wealthy, and they don't give anything back.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't. Yeah, I can't get my head around that. But again, you no, know.
0: Me, me neither. Me neither. it, and it, it's, is what it
1: is. Everyone's got their reasons, and you know, I think again, it comes down to the. Let's not worry about what other people are doing. Just
0: Yeah, focus on you. Work.
1: You know, If you feel it's the right thing to do, do it. If you get inspired, great. Be inspired by someone else's success, by someone else's generosity, and just do everything you can to get to there. Mm-hmm. Great. Put in the hours. Don't be afraid to put in the hours. In fact, it's a must. Yeah, no, not, nothing big can be achieved without hard work. Oh, it's a must. Um, it's, an, it's, an everyday sure. it's an everyday thing. This is not you know three, four days a week, it's seven, as you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. If you work if you work part-time hours, expect a
0: part-time exactly. salary. You, you yeah. know, simple as that. Yeah. Um okay, great. Thanks, Sam. Just a couple more questions. Um, what advice would you give to somebody maybe's sort of starting off in, in this sort of property space? Um, obviously it's very different where I am at you know, Northeast in London's world's apart. I feel you know, we can get a three bed semi in a in a quite a nice area or nice part of Newcastle for 150 grand. You probably can't get a park and space in London for 150 grand. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think um I have. This again, is- I think
1: I think it's all relative. To be fair, um, I think if you're gonna start, um, you know, you've got to put everything, everything you have, you've got to put into it. Okay, if you give yourself that safety net, you're leaving yourself room to, for failure. Okay. You, you you cannot do this as a, you can do it as a part time. If you're already earning enough money to sustain the lifestyle that you have, you buy a safe. But if you want to do this as a business and you want to do this as a passion that I want to be a property developer, I want to own a lot of buy to lets This is my goal, not, you know what? I'm earning really nice money. I want to buy a buy to let that's managed. And done for me. Great. Do that. But if you want to do it as a business, you've got to, if you have a hundred thousand pounds saved, 20,000 pounds saved, whatever it is, there's enough lenders out there that will structure it correctly for you. Okay. Do not think you're on your own here. You do not have to do it on your own. There's enough lenders out there or do what I did where you flip contracts, but it's very hard to do that these days. Even I wouldn't even be able to do that these days. It's just, it's a changed market. Um, too many regulations. It's just not possible. Well, it is, but they're the, the miles apart. So, you yeah. know, just concentrating on that point is that, you know, just you've got to put the 100 grand in, the 20 grand in. Do not put half that money in and sit there and go, okay, you know, well, if that doesn't work, I've still got this. No, it won't work. It will not work. Do it all. Go all the way. That, all doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you now don't have rent money for six months. No, no. Pay your rent up front for six months. No landlord's going to turn that down. I guarantee you. Yeah? pay. Say to the landlord, listen, if this is in my bank, I just, I want to get this paid. I'm paying you. here six months. I've saved them enough money, a year, whatever the project's going to take you. Take it and start small. I cannot stress that enough. Get a studio flat. Do not try to buy a house to renovate. If you've never done it before, the complications you're going to come up with, with delays on construction, delays on materials, fees going up, costs going up, planning. Don't go there. Don't do it. Start small. Get a studio flat. That's in bad condition. it in an area that is cheaper. Always be able to walk to your property. Yeah, do not buy a property four hours drive away from you because you ain't going to be there every day and you need to be there every day. Some days may be boring. Some days may nothing be changing from the day before, but you need to be there every day. Um, Hmm. And just do not be afraid to start small. Do not think you need to be where the people you aspire to be are now because you cannot get there now. You've got to start. Um, I think that's, uh, that's, again, another great point because...
0: I know loads of people like this. You know, locally they'll come to me and say, you know, I'm looking at this land. by in the mind, they haven't got any buy to let them know property. The, you Start to look at a
1: care home or a land yeah, development or a block of flats. You're too mad. big. You're mad. You're going to lose your trousers. Why would you know you <laughs> yeah. do that? It's just, it just doesn't make sense. Like you just turn to them and say, "What's the industry you're in? What, what is it you do?" You know, you're an accountant, great. So you're, you're taking on firms of what, 10, 15 employees? Okay, so instead of that, this is the equivalent to you going and taking on the accountants for, I don't know, Tesco. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Miles you're looking yeah. Like no, you know. mad? there you go, there's your example. And that's why I'm looking at you like you're mad. Stop trying to buy land and, you know, build this lab. Because first of all, people are gonna realize you don't know what you're doing. So you're gonna be taking for a ride. You've never had a try and error. So you don't know what things actually cost. You've read it in a book somewhere. So just don't, don't do that. You're going to spend your money on project managers on this manager on that manager. You're going to lose your margin. In fact, you'll go way past your margin. You're going to lose your money. And that's why it won't work out. Start small. Don't be afraid to start small, get on the studio flats, start with a studio, then go to a one bed, then go to a two bed, however tedious it may be do it because those small ones you can get done in six months the big ones are two three year projects and you're on yeah. your finances your costs your management your projects planning are there so many elements that can go wrong do not start with something that's got more elements that can go wrong than right
0: absolutely couldn't couldn't agree more i think again that's some great advice there's been some some gems in, in the show so far um Thanks, Sam. Uh, Just one last question, just just before we wrap up. Um, So ask everybody this question on the the show. The show is obviously called The Rags to Riches Show. But what does being rich mean to you, Sam? Because you can be rich in time, you can be rich in relationships, rich in monetary terms, you can be rich in loads of different things. But what does being rich mean to you?
1: Um, Being rich to me means having the freedom to do with my time as I wish. And at the moment, that's as much time with my family, children um, and the growth of my businesses, not being under someone else's watch, under someone else's time, under someone else's constraints, whether that's a project. You know, I've now built my companies to a stage where there's project managers, there's sales directors, head of operations, marketing managers, where I overlook, I see, I direct, I manage, I help, I sit down and you know i get proposals put to me and i say let's do this let's not do that that's not where i see the brand going okay great that expansion looks great this housing project looks great whatever it may be um so to me it's it's having the freedom to do with my time as i wish yeah, yeah love that um, my, my answer is similar because you
0: know if you, if you earn a lot of money if you lose it you can make it back but and you never get the time back and
1: money's Money. If if you're chasing money, it's never going to be enough, and you're always going to be on the chase. Mm. However, however cliche that sounds, but go do it. When if someone who really chases money, you know, ask them when they ever think what number, what is the number where they will stop? They won't. They won't. Yeah, they'll, move, they'll keep no moving. The number. There's no, number. There's yeah. no number. Doesn't. Yeah. Matter. I love that.
0: Thank you so much, Sam. If people want to. To reach out to you, if people want to look at what you're doing and, and, and follow you and things, what's the best way for people to to get I into your? followers?
1: You? There, yeah, there's my personal Instagram, which is uh Sam dot my last name IBGI. Um, on there you can see links to my company, links to my brand, and to what I do. Or obviously, you can follow Buckingham underscore Lloyd's, um, and that's my luxury luxury apart hotel villa brand um and yeah my personal one i i I post a very generalization between um all my properties and what we buy and what we do the charities we help etc whatever journey that we're on that week and i try to involve my family life personal life and you know you won't see flash cars and watches and things like that if that's what you're looking for in my personal (laughs) because um if you're looking for a journey it's there
0: okay fantastic sam thank you so much um i really enjoyed the show i think you've um you've shared loads of knowledge and some great advice for people so thanks yeah, a lot sam yeah. appreciate your time today
1: uh, i really appreciate that terry and um yeah if, you know i hope i hope this story gives someone the inspiration and in the if it's just one person that's amazing exactly me too thanks a lot sam bye-bye, Cheers, mate. Yeah, take, take care Bye bye bye